Okay, still waiting. Anybody? All right, start it, Jim. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead, Jim. You got it, Mark. Okay, I'll start it. Let me know when we're ready. We're Welcome ready. to Cop Talk 35. Is it 35? 35. It's 35 and a quarter because the last hour-long show that we had, which was perfect, Brent effed it up somehow, and it bombed. So hopefully Brent, our tech guy, um, can get it done tonight. Hey, hey, Brent, how's it going? Hey, Ed, do you do you have a lot of unregistered weapons down there? Because I need one. No, <laughs> I got a throwdown, but it's not here in my house. Maybe grenades or something? Because, you know. I can get them for you in Mexico. Yeah. Mark's house yeah. is looking I feel pretty sorry good for right the now. people that just bought my last house when that house blows up because Brent doesn't know where I live now. Oh, I can find <laughs> out. <laughs> I have Google Earth. I'll read about in it in the paper. My, my old house is destroyed, two people killed. Nope, that would be... No, I'd find you. I, I would definitely kill the right person. There's no question. That's a good way to start the show. Hey, speaking of that, Jim, how's it going? <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, we're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than I thought. Yeah. Okay, right. ask a cop. Really? Mark, it's, it's been three months and you're still a tard. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, anyway, welcome everybody back. It's been a long, dry spell. Um, like I said, our That's, last show, we had mind. technical difficulties <laughs> tried to get back on the air. And uh, supposedly Brent's got some new high-tech uh, recording software, so hopefully this works. Welcome back, everyone, and we're going to try to get back to a regular uh, schedule every two weeks. I think we need to be real with the people, and uh, it's because... Ed just got released from custody that we're able to uh, have the three of us be uh, four of us here again. So uh, He's allowed one phone call. What are you talking about? We could have been on that. Well, uh, welcome to the world of uh, parole. Um, I think were it's, you what, smuggling over the border, or... Ed? Oh, I can tell you. Was it uh, weapons, you... people, drugs, or all three? <laughs> See, now, if he had been on a Honda instead of a Harley, he never would have got caught. <laughs> Wow, that's that's taking the show back. That. The guy I work with drives a Honda. Yeah, Jim, because yeah, the border people would have been laughing too much, too hard when you went by on your little Honda. It's nice, it's gold. gold. Yeah, your 1982 gold wine. It's nice. Is that what it is? 82? No, I got rid of that a long time ago. Ever, ever since the last show, and we made fun of them. It's true. I know. Why, just because we called it a lazy boy on wheels? And he just drove it right into the lake. There we go. What's the first question? <laughs> so where cop, do we... Yeah. <laughs> cop, follow me. Thanks. Where would, we, uh, where would we like to start? Do we want to do these three new questions that we got? We'll start no, there. we'll save them to the end. I got a story we could cover. Oh, well, why don't you go ahead and just do the show? Hey, thank you. I will. No problem. All right. Now, <laughs> what is the first thing you think of when you see a title like this? Alameda. Boy, 12, accused of killing 11 chickens with a shovel. I pretty much think if his Mark. mom's hot or not. <laughs> Is his mom hot? Okay, we'll go, we'll go on. I think... Okay, never mind. I think we'll go on I, to the I next was, I, would, I would think he was in juvenile hall when they assigned him to the chicken coops and he got sick of them and uh, beat him to death. Well, two cousins, single nine mom? and 12... Two, two cousins, age 9 and 12, face animal cruelty charges after police said they broke into a community garden at Alameda Point and bludgeoned 11 chickens to death with a shovel. Both boys are accused of breaking into the chicken coop at the youth project, which helps 
to teach teenagers about nutrition and healthy living through raising the chickens and gardening. So did somebody ask them why they did it? Let me uh, get down there. Both uh, their juveniles. Oh, one oh. of the ants said, it's a lie. It's just a lie. <laughs> Honest. Yeah, okay. We didn't destroy any yeah. of them chickens. Yeah, there, there's one of the uh, the ants that are making excuses for the kids. Um, the ant said the boys I'm thinking there's a the whole residence. bunch of fried chicken in that refrigerator. <laughs> that would be evidence. I want to know why they did it. Were they in the class? Yeah. Were they in the school? Were identified. Uh, well, first of all, it being 11 years old and killing animals, you got to... You oh, some, here we go. Something's going wrong the there. He admitted involvement and claimed other kids encouraged him to break into the coop. Oh, peer pressure. They flew the coop. Oh, my God. Thanks for doing a ton of research on this. Can we go on to the next one? Hey, we're, we're, I told you, this show is ad-lib tonight. Well, then that means I'm going to take care of your role in this and be the pain in the butt in the show. E- Eleven chickens were discovered dead at the coop after the break-in. Six <laughs> others were found still alive, and one was missing. The shovel was is nearby. Is hot? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like some Elliot Ness caper for crying you out loud. That's we people have to understand, Jim. We we start talking about chickens and he goes to breast. So <laughs> you just gotta understand that's Jim. Next. Next. Okay. Next. Bury a man accused of posing as cop in road road rage incident. And about a man was arrested Saturday on suspicion of weapons violations, impersonating a police officer and other crimes after a road rage incident in which he repeatedly cut off a female driver. And approached her on foot, threatening her with arrest. Hey, Jim. Did you say rage? Rage. He just <laughs> said rage. Rage. <laughs> but, but that's what I heard. Could, uh, you could replay it if you want. Yeah, I heard rage. He said rage. Rage. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Roach it's rage. a roid rage. Maybe that's what it Roach. is. Okay. Can't wait to go driving story. down the road. <laughs> he dropped his road. Mark used to have a car called Road Runner. <laughs> Mark had a roach runner back in high school. <laughs> okay. Next. No, was wait. Was there a point car. to that story? What, what happened? No, no. The, the point was lost when Jim started talking. Oh, well, we like Dude, Jim you said roach. <laughs> Honest. All right. <laughs> Honest. All right. Man. So, what happened with the road rage? Nothing. It just got deleted. <laughs> That's anyway, not fair. That- Ed, Ed can talk. Ed. You're- has a story about balls. You're 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 robbing our listeners of information by hey, just yeah. Before no, we go Jim, on, let's, let's stay them. on that road rage because no, that, it reminds me of a story uh, about my dad. My dad was coming over uh, one of the highways over here, and some guy cut him off. And and what happened, Mark? Dad flipped the guy off, and then the guy starts tailgating him and everything. And because of dad uh, not taking any BS, he pulled over to the shoulder of the road, and the guy pulled over behind him, and this dude on crank. That's uh, probably 60 years younger than my dad. Um, friggin' center punched him and knocked him to the ground and then hopped in his car and took off. And it's like, you never know who you're dealing with out on the street. And, and in that case, it was some idiot that used his fist. But you don't know if someone's got a gun or, or a weapon in their car, and it's just not worth getting, getting into a confrontation with someone that's, uh, that's cutting you off or driving like an idiot. Well, that was several years ago, too. And in this day and age, it just everybody's pulling out a gun. People are just... You know, they get pissed off at somebody and a gun comes out. Every day you're reading about people getting shot. And it's mainly the young kids. And it's like Jim said, you know, when I was young, if someone cut me off, you'd flip them off. And 
and that was about it. Now people are killing each other over that. They're following each other. Uh, they're following people places or pulling <clears throat> up next to them. You know why? Because you'd be dissing them, man. You dissed them. Mm. You can't be dissing them no more. Well, I got to diss one the other day. It was awesome. I was going to work. <laughs> I was going to work, and uh, the street from where I live, there's a T intersection. I always slow down because I see people uh, kind of running the stop sign and, and turning right in front of cross traffic. But I was driving along, and, and this uh, 300 Chrysler just friggin' rips. I mean, didn't even slow at the stop sign. It, you know, I went through the turn at like 20, 25, and if I had my head up my wherever i mean i would have got t-boned and it uh it pissed me off so i speed up to get the license plate and then the guy sees that so he speeds up so i finally catch up to him on highway four and i pull alongside of him but i did that because i have uh, i'm accompanied by protection not the kind that ed's thinking talking about but um so the guy looks at me and he flips me off and i just smile and uh he rolls down his window and i said you'll get your ticket in the mail and I might have used some other choice words, but um, he goes speeding off, but I got the license plate, ran it when I got to work, and an hour later when I was on duty, I went by the guy's house and had a little talk with mom and dad. So um, every now and then it works out in our favor, but for the most part, it's better just to let the person go. Yeah, because when you pulled up next to him, the guy could have pulled out a gun and fired a shot. You would have been smiling. I said I had protection. I said I had protection, dude. And I, I would have won that one, believe me. Yeah, but it's just not worth it nowadays. Um, like I said, people that are killing, e you know, killing each other, they don't even know each other. They just get pissed off. They pull out a gun and start capping rounds. This, uh, the road rage incident occurred shor shortly before 11 a.m. Saturday on the westbound side of Belmarin Keys Boulevard. The victim reported the suspect intentionally cut her off and blocked her path. He approached her and flashed a badge while using a threatening language about the way she was driving. Suspect drove off, and the victim, the victim continued westbound until she was cut off again. The suspect approached her on foot again, threatened her with arrest. He drove off, turned around, drove toward the victim head-on, swerving to avoid a collision the last minute. A description of the suspect and a license plate number led officers to his Clem's house in Nevada, where they arrested him after searching his truck. He works as an independent contractor for the U.S. Coast Guard at the agency's base, blah, blah, blah. He provides... <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it had not been good. issued a firearm. Nice. Lucky thing for them. Yeah, we've covered stories like that where people pose as cops. I mean, there's people out there they pull over that have badges and red lights and and uh, batons and all handcuffs, all kinds of stuff in their car, and a lot of them are just cop wannabes. I'm thinking he's not working for the Coast Guard anymore. Or he got um, a promotion. Probably. Oh, you not. took the words out of my mouth, Brent. Took them right out of my mouth. Yeah, that's usually how it goes, though. Yeah, you just stuffed out in your federal. Well, I can't. Let's not say that. Yeah. It's not nice on the feds. It happens everywhere, dude. It happens everywhere. Now, here's a story that, Ed, you ain't got no balls unless you talk about this story. Uh, I can't remember the specifics of it other than a gal uh, was had those plastic balls hanging from her toe hitch, and uh, apparently somebody was offended by it, and she got arrested for it or something. Well, he yeah, you sent me the story. It's got pictures of it here, but it, apparently, I mean, everyone's seen them where people have the Dodge Rams, and they that's where it starts out. Dodge <laughs> hey, Rams. wait a minute. That's, that's racism. I got a Dodge. <laughs> Not everybody has Dodge Ram with balls hanging off. Just, <laughs> you, have, you have balls on your truck, Ed? <laughs> No, Come I don't. Come on, fess up. On my Toyota, I do. <laughs> <laughs> fess up. 
from California. <laughs> oh. A woman from South Carolina wanted to make a statement, so she decorated her truck with a set of red plastic testicles, and now a jury gets to decide if she was exercising free speech or just being obscene. I mean, those things are all over the place, but apparently in South Carolina, there's a law against uh, having anything that exposes any part of the human body. I'm pretty sure they blanked it out in the pictures. Oh, no. That he no. sent? Well, oh, they're one of them, but the other ones in there all had them, like, fuzzed out on the pictures. Oh, they even got chrome ones. They got platinum ones. They got flesh-colored ones. Wow. What do you got on your Honda, Jim? I'm ballless. <laughs> Ain't got no. But I'm thinking she shouldn't have filed a criminal complaint. She should have filed a civil complaint for emotional duress, and she would have gotten millions from a jury for feeling sorry for her. Well, no, apparently this chief of police, though, says, uh, let me see here. Apparently there is a. We have way too many balls there. hanging off of our trucks in this town. Yeah. Genitalia uh -huh. is offensive, says Chief Fuda. Maybe he's mad about his name. Who obviously doesn't? Who obviously doesn't have any? Go ahead. As a law enforcement officer, I'll advise that person if it warrants a citation. I'll issue citation. As a father, I wouldn't want my daughter looking at it. <laughs> South Carolina laws says a sticker. As he leaves the strip club at 6 p.m. after work. <laughs> <laughs> South Carolina Code of Laws says a sticker, decal, or emblem is innocent, indecent, when it describes in a patently <laughs> offensive way sexual acts, excretory functions, or parts of the human body. I'm sorry, with our time off, did you forget how to talk? As far as his daughter's concerned. Hey, say that Adam, one, we have two pending details. We have an armed robbery in progress, or we have hanging testicles on a car going down Main Street. Copy that. Have every unit available. Take the car down going down Main Street. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, if they're Christ. real, that could be a serious problem. Cadell is another proud owner of the conversation starters. Says, uh, my interpretation is they're talking about human body parts. I don't think these are human body parts. It looks like a chrome-plated door knocker. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually two door knockers next to each other, but it's cool. The woman's attorney expects a trial next month and says his client is still angry with the incident. Yeah, I, I, I go all the way to the jury. And I kicked him in the door knockers. It's just, you know, like, it's like, a, it's just like a kick like in the balls. She's hanging from the back of her truck. I mean, they're... they're the, yeah, I mean, you know, this guy to say my daughter would be offended by that. At some point in time in her life, she's going to be seeing a lot of that stuff. You know, so yeah. I mean, who the hell? It's, it's the whole thing's absurd. Hopefully, they're absurd. not that That's big and pink. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she's I'd a like cattle farmer. You know, for, maybe for she's farmer. a cattle farmer. Come yeah, on, now. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, she's got you know, you know, big bulls. Maybe she's a cattle farmer. Yeah. Who hey, knows? See, she's. Hey, she's screwed no matter what she does, because if she only displayed one ball, then people with disabilities would have gotten offended because there weren't two, and it would have just started a whole bunch of other crap. Yeah, she get a disability placard to say, I only got one ball hanging. Can we go on to the next real story? Where do you come up with this, you guys? God. Can we get on to something that might help the listeners? today. Ed, didn't these... You have an article about the police recommend holsters because some guy shot his penis off? <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently some guy was going into – it was over down here in Chandler, Gilbert or something down here. 
He was going to a store with a girlfriend. He took his girlfriend's pink gun. It doesn't say what kind. Stuffed it down the front of his pants, Mexican style, and apparently blew a hole through his hoodinger and went <laughs> into his a leg. Well, no, because he's an idiot. Yeah, it's probably, probably a Glock that got caught on his underwear or, yep, or something. Maybe it was a snub nose. No, it's probably <laughs> it is probably a Glock because they have all those custom colors for them now. Yeah, so I mean, more than likely it was a Glock. And if you don't, if you're not careful, if you don't know much about firearms, stay away from Glocks because they're not for, you know, they're, they're not easily uh, accidental discharge, baby. So he's very, very easy to get ADs, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, home home slice there's got a slice. He's got a small thing. I bet now. he had burnt, burning and dripping after that. Yeah, they said he was bleeding profusely, but he was okay. He could probably get a placard and hang one testicle from I his truck. I wouldn't yeah. be okay. Yeah. No, I'd be screaming wow. bloody murder. But There would be some screaming involved. So anyway. can we do a story that helps people and doesn't talk about testicles? The moral of the story. Well, I think if we're helping people not to shoot their penis off, it's it's a big help for them. That's a big public safety thing. I think the moral of the story is if you carry a Glock Mexican style, keep one out of the chamber. Should we like do bumper stickers and sell them on the site or what? It's probably a bigger help for some more than others. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, I mean, if we're going to continue on these stories, you guys did hear about the the lady up here that chopped the guy's wang clean off and threw it in the garbage disposal. No, we didn't hear about that. I think that was San Francisco or something that happened in. So is is she hot? Uh, no. Oh, apparently, very angry. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, that that pretty much ruined his chances. Who was uh Who was the famous person that that uh did that? Bobbit. Yeah, (laughs) that is right. It all started back in the day. If you were using one of those little blue pills, that might have damaged the blades on the garbage disposal. Could've. That would have been vandalism. It would have sounded like a fork that dropped in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, Man, you, I wouldn't know. Oh, what, you've never oh dropped God. a fork into a garbage disposal? <clears throat> or you've never okay. mind. On with the show. How I'm do you handle police there. misconduct? So we're, let's do questions because I'm really sick of talking about parts that get chopped off. So, Mark, are you done? Because oh, I've been done. Ed and Jim, Ed and Jim took over. So I yeah, can I'm send you a website that shows you all kinds of parts chopped off. You just have to uh, keep your eyes on the screen. Oh, no, I think pass on that one. Yeah, Ed. passing. I'm cool. <laughs> <sighs> all right, so let's get to a couple of these questions then. So let's start with window tinting. This was kind of an interesting question. You guys already, we already posted a couple of these on the site, but let's just go over them real quick anyway. Uh, This one is, my car is registered in North Carolina where I live and have a valid driver's license. I received a summons for window tinting. Well, it must have gotten a ticket and then received the summons. I went to court, had a copy of the inspection that had been done in North Carolina, and the window tint passed. The judge did not look at the inspection report and said the tint was not legal in Virginia and asked if I had fixed it and fined me plus all my court costs. If my car is legal in the state where it is registered, how can another state ticket me and call it an equipment violation? That's a pretty good question. Lawyer Mark? No, I think I sent a reply to that where... um 
most cops wouldn't if they were just if someone was just driving through a state. Let's say uh, somebody from Arizona is going to Disneyland and the cop pulls them over with tinted windows. Most cops won't even write a ticket. But there are some. You should stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, most of the time, a cop's not going to write a ticket if they know you're just visiting and you live in a state um, where it's legal. But uh, some people come here and they they establish residency here in California. If you establish residency, you have 10 days to notify the DMV of the change of address. So some people come here to work. They they come here and live here. And California has really high registration fees. And so they'll register their vehicle in Arizona or Washington or somewhere else where it's less money. And they think just because it's registered in another state where window tents legal that it is legal. If a judge has any doubt whatsoever about your residency, um, you know, you must abide by the rules of the state where you live. If you live in California, it doesn't matter if your car is registered in Arizona, you got to abide by the, you, you live in California, you got to abide by the rules here. So I had recommended, um, if that person really did live in the state where it is legal to take some kind of utility bills, water bills, uh, PG&E, something, some kind of mail, even a work check, a, uh, a stub from their work, a paycheck stub, showing that they, they live and work in that state where it's legal. And that might help them. But for some reason, it seems like the judge had some kind of uh, doubt about the residency or and why they were found guilty of simply it. doesn't care and wants the money. Well, I mean, or that, that could, could be, be related. Where was it? South Carolina? Uh, they were in, oh my God, North Carolina and That's going close. through Virginia. Yeah, so I, I mean, mean zero, I know, maybe. Zero tolerance these days, though, right? So it doesn't really. I mean, but if they if they could prove that they live in North Carolina, where if it is legal there, and they say, hey, look, I was just driving through Virginia. Um, you know, I, I, I can't see a judge finding somebody guilty unless they thought that the person is just trying to pull a fast one with registration. Uh, yeah. You know, anybody can get a sticker saying, hey, look, my car passed in the state. You, you have to prove residency. You have to prove that you don't live in Virginia, that you live in North Carolina where it is legal. And I think it wouldn't have been a problem. Hmm. For, for some reason, I, I don't know, be interesting to hear more details about, you know, if they went to court and what the judge said. Right. Definitely. Mark's making me nervous. Ed, speaking of uh, illegal things on vehicles, what, what's your take on this? Uh, just uh, pretty much the same as yours. I know when I, I would find somebody with out-of-state plates uh, you know, or doing something uh, like you say, tinted windows, and they had the Arizona uh, plates license and all that and proved that they pretty much lived in Arizona, I'd let it go. Um, but, I mean, if you got a... If you got a uh, your your PD your chief is telling you there's a, it's a hundred percent site and you know don't give anybody breaks that could be the situation these guys are under too. I mean, or it could be in Virginia with the economy. The, they may say, you know, I don't care, let them sort it out in court, but we're going to write the ticket. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it could just be hard nosed, hard asses. Well, and wouldn't that be that they would if they truly were from North Carolina, let's say a state away, they would have to come back to Virginia to contest that ticket. It depends. Some some people might be able to try to do it uh, by mail, um, but generally, but I, I mean, if you if the... you want a court date, you would have to come to court. But that's why I'm saying if right. if it's that big of an issue, I would bring, you know, utility bills and everything else, uh, rent checks or home mortgage payment uh, stubs, and say, hey, you know, judge, look, I live there. I was just driving through Virginia. It's legal in North Carolina. That's where the car is registered. That's where I live. 
But like I said, a lot of people live here in California. They just register their cars in Arizona or, or someplace else for the cheaper rates, and yet they, they live here. Here's another situation so. that I came across on the job is guys uh, from Arizona working in California, staying there for extended periods of time working but keeping the AZ plates because it is cheaper. Yep. What do you do in that case where the guy actually is um, working in California but uh, keeping the Arizona plates and driver's license because he doesn't want to switch over? Well, you, you could have two driver's licenses. You, you could get one from two different states. And if, if they're actually living here for any extended amount of time, they have to get a California driver's license and they have to abide by the California laws. Isn't it 30 days? Uh, 30 days. It's 10 days. Ten yes. days. I think it's 10 days. Within 10 days of established, uh, establishing residency, you have to notify the DMV. But that does not count for military, correct? No, I believe military is exempt. As long as they're right. active duty, right? Right. Which is that, that's that's probably what the case. It could have been something similar to that. Is why they took a hard stance on it. Yeah, well, I mean, those people. I mean, yeah, especially if you're not getting your registration fees for your state, that could definitely yeah. be pretty killer on the old budget. So, has it gone up quite a bit in uh, California? Uh, my registration on my truck's gone up the last three years. Really? Yeah. My my truck is an 06 and I'm still paying well over $400 for registration oh, for it. And my truck's an 09 and I pay well over 1000. Yeah. What? It's it's outrageous. Yep. It really Holy is. Moly. Yep. I thought well you got a half ton or a one ton or what? 3 quarter. Really? Holy crap. $1000. Yeah. And it's gone up. It went up from 1000 to 1025 and now I think it's 1065 and now they re- they rescinded all those uh all those deals where we were getting reduced rates and all that stuff, all that stuff. Right, going. right. So. Wow. Ed, you still running stolen plates on yours and paying nothing? <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore. It's only 200 bucks a year for my 05 Dodge, oh, one man. Dodge Dually. You have any extra Arizona plates you can send me? And they only give you one for that reason, so I can't send them to my buddies in California. Oh, man, that's <laughs> just take a Just take a picture of it. I'll print it out here and just hang it on my... <laughs> with a set of balls underneath yeah. the yeah. chrome. I want the chrome ones, though. <laughs> yeah, no, everything down here is still pretty fair uh, to a point. That'll you change. Know. Don't you worry. Oh, I know. I know. When you it's guys start running out of money, that'll be gone. Well, they've pretty much they've been out of money now for a couple of years. But uh, Did we lose Jim? I think we've lost Jim long ago. No, no I'm sitting here totally enthralled. Okay, well, the next question can be Jim's answer. So the next question comes from Nina. I uh, received with an email. Let's see. So I live, in, I live in Minnesota. I was at a stoplight waiting for a car to go, and I started to go and heard a thud. Not a big thud. I looked, and I hit a guy. I asked him if he was okay. He said, that eh, is what it is, dude, and got back on his skateboard and rode away. I pulled into the next parking lot and waited, and he never came back. Probably dead somewhere. What do I do? Do I report <laughs> I it to the city police? I didn't realize police? he was stuck underneath a car. Yeah, thud, thud, thud. <laughs> what, what do I do? Do I report it to the city police just in case? Will it hurt me or affect me in any way to report it? Does my insurance go up? Help me. It's actually a legit question. I mean, the, it is. It is. A million different ways you could go on this. She could have been really cynical and told him, hey, get back over here and stand in front of my car and I'll hit you again. I would just back over. <laughs> I was just kidding for all So, so Jim? Jim? Yes, Brent? Why don't you answer that question? Because Mark's answer will be two hours long. Well, I think the dude answered it. 
it is what it is, and he skated off. If it was if it was anything big, or if he was limping, or if he looked like he was injured, then it'd be different. But uh, sounds like uh, she needs to be a little more aware. I mean, it could have been a little kid on a bike. It could have been an old person with a shopping cart. Sounds like she wasn't paying attention. But uh, the yeah, dude but said it is had, what it is, and s- you've never had some dude just sort of run in front of you when you're trying to make a turn or something. I mean, I I've, no. I've almost hit like 20 people in Berkeley doing this. Well, yeah, well you know, I like tried target practice. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I think I was told by the local PD there, they actually have people there that actually jump in front of big cars that are smoggy, quote, non-green vehicles. So my truck definitely falls into that category. Yeah, but your truck runs over them because it's eight feet in the air. But uh, <laughs> well, I, no, I, you know, after you hear the thud, thud you always back up. You know, I'd make a note of it and almost describe it like she did uh, sending the note to us, you know, just to have it to where if uh, there was ever a knock on the door, she'd say, hey, this did happen. But, uh, you know, the person left. There was no sign of injury, no damage to my car. and uh, Yeah, because the guy's friends you know. may end up saying, hey, you ought to sue her, you ought to sue her. So at least she'd have some the documentation that she tried to report to somebody. So the theory would be yeah. hit them hard enough. So hit them hard enough that they don't remember what happened? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. We're good. So no, but good. really, you really seriously think that she should go down and report this to the local PD? I don't. Oh, don't you? I think don't. It's over Mark and done does. Why? Well, no, I mean, she could even call and just say, "Well, it's too late now." But right. if something happens in the future, one of our listeners, something like that happens, I would on the cell phone call the police department just say hey look i bumped into somebody in an intersection they said you know don't worry about it i'm fine and they left they didn't give their name they didn't do anything can i have at least have an incident number that i that i called to let you guys know about in case anything becomes of this and any police department can generate an incident number without writing a report and it stays in the computer for three months usually at least ours does until uh if nothing becomes of it, it purges out. If something does become of it, then she could say, hey, look, I did call right after the incident. You know, if the guy comes back a week later and says, hey, you know, I'm going to sue you. You didn't call the police, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, Ed but, was the king of incident numbers. But well, yeah, well, I mean, right reports that way. <laughs> but if we go back, I mean, haven't we preached on this show for, I don't know, forever that you shouldn't call the cops for stupid stuff? Wouldn't this be considered something that's not really a problem? A body versus a car, I would say just just for CYA, what's a phone call cost? You know, you you, you call dispatch, you're on tape, you, you get an incident number from the dispatcher, or even the cop that calls back and bang, you're 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 as good as gold. It's yeah, and if the cop it. says, "Hey, we don't give incident numbers for something like that," that's fine. At least they called anyway. Right. Okay. Some people could give an incident number, and that would help protect a little bit. Right. So. The the next question is a question that we seem to be getting a lot of, and that is, what are my chances to become a police officer even though, actually, this is one of the topics on our site that gets hit probably the most is, I'm somebody who has a previous drug you know, record of some kind, whatever that might be, what are my chances of becoming a cop? Sort of the, if you can't beat them, join them, you know, I did drugs, now I'm done with that, and I want to go become a cop. And... I don't know. Are we giving the right? Are we giving people the the correct information on this? Because have you, I mean, I, I don't know. I could read this one's pretty much the same deal. It says I'm 19. I want to become a police officer. 
charged at 17 per, for possession of marijuana. Two months, oh, this is a good part. Two months from being off probation uh, is when this happened. So he's tried cocaine, he's tried other things, uh, but these are all previous to age 18. Uh, yeah, complete, well. Completely, well, here, completely clean now. I want to apply around 24. Uh, gain some more life experience, give back to the community. What are my chances, or am I just boned? Yeah, I was going to say try again at 25, but anything sooner than that, you know, that's uh, today 14's like the the 18 or 19 of you know yesterday. I mean, it's it's uh, at 14 years old, you know what's right and wrong. And this guy's 17 and he's doing coke and everything else. And at 19, he wants to be a cop. You know, I wouldn't want to be working next to that guy. Right. Is that pretty much what everybody thinks? I just keep keeping those uh, squeaky clean, and uh, like Jim says, give us some years to pass so you can pass it off uh, when you're in your interview as being a kid doing stupid stuff, and it gets your juvenile record sealed. Mm. You know, is that so something that somebody can somebody request that? I, I, I had mine sealed. I could imagine. <laughs> took them hey, a week really to do it. See, did it? So that freaking file was so big, they took a week to strap it down. <laughs> yeah, most of uh, most of the Richmond District SFPDs do us by name. <laughs> oh, they're Schoolcraft. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 13 years old. He's driving a car, That's but he a drives problem. pretty good. <laughs> he drives pretty good, so we don't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike no, really, the rest driving, of them. Unlike driving the rest to and of from the juvenile, not juvenile hall. <laughs> driving to and from uh, junior high school. So pretty much this yeah, would be... they let you off because you got them good deals on guns. Yeah, that's... Oh, 13 years old, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, officer, can come over to my stolen car. I've got some stuff in here for you. Yeah, exactly. So basically we're saying this is going to be a tough deal. <clears throat> You're, you probably should have started thinking about not doing drugs at like 14 or not, have do, you know, not doing any at all ever. Well, yeah, you're getting like over... six years or so. Age twenty five. Well, and I guess the other question is: is what other redeeming qualities does this person have that's going to set them apart from the million other people that want to potentially get jobs as cops? I mean, I think we just started hiring again today, and you know, there's there might be like three thousand people that apply for that position. I don't know why I would even pick this guy. Well, on the dude's behalf, everybody and their mother in this age. does drugs and i mean if this guy can can document that hey yeah i screwed up when i was a kid i was 17 and i i decided that i wanted to be a police officer and from 18 till now i i've uh continued my education i volunteered here i've done this i've done that i have no criminal history whatsoever in my adult years and you know i i might want to see somebody with a little more life experience than the dude that's I, I wanted to be a police officer ever since I was eight years old. Yeah, ever you know, since I was never doing really coke. Done nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess you've got a way out. You know, there's a lot more. I mean, uh, the the kid that's never done nothing in his life. When they do the background investigation and contact the neighbors, you know, they might say, yeah, "We've always thought he was a little odd." You know, he's always kept to himself. You know, where the dude that did coke when he was 17 might be the nicest guy in the world, and and uh, gotta, you know, a strong part of his community. I, it depends on the individual. I have to say that when I went through my background, I've never done drugs or drunk, and I told them that, and they thought I was lying. I would too. And they I, and I've got no way to prove it. 
What, were you a Mormon or what? No, I, well, Dad was an alcoholic. Oh. And well, that was normal from the sixties and seventies. I mean, yeah, no, I. But. The, I, I remember the day that my background investigator at Alameda County was walking down uh, Inlet Drive. We'd had a party the night before. There was like 200 beer cans scattered throughout <laughs> the entire house. I was running around inside the house with a with a 55-gallon bag throwing beer cans in and trying to get the beer smell out of the house. So when he came and knocked on my door, <laughs> he wouldn't smell all the beer. But, you know, that's uh, – and it, you know, I got hired there, so what the hell? Yeah, that was a few years ago, though. That was uh, 1987, 88. Yeah, yeah. Slightly different world now of when everybody has a, you know, college degree in how to become a cop and 400 other things and special trainings and all these other, you know, perks that go with each of these people because they've been trying to find work or, you know, line up work for so long they've just been going back to school. So it becomes yeah. much more difficult to, you know, to be the, the top-notch person that, you know, these departments are... You know, they've really got the cream of the crop to pick from, potentially. Yeah. Or cops that are just out of work because of budget cuts or whatever that are just lateraling over into other departments. That's what they have to contend with. It's all the cops that have been laid off first. Yep. Those are because the, 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 the PDs and the SOs probably don't want to pay that money to send people through the academy. Right. So, so much cheaper to give them. And they'll give them a bonus just to come over. They'll let yeah. that lateral, you know, pay. Saves them tens of thousands of dollars per person. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so pretty much your chances suck. Have a good one. So other than that, what... Um, Until you're older. The what? <clears throat> Until you're older. Like 50? We've Not seen like guys at the, at the old PD get on at 40, 40, 40, 40. What, 45, uh, Mark? What's that? Uh, what's his name? Was he 45 when he got oh, on There's a few people close to their uh, their late 40s. Yeah. He was, he was close to retirement age he got on the PD. <clears throat> yep. He would have been uh, we like, hire uh, guys that have retired that have retired at fifty at other departments and uh, come over here as a second career while they're getting their retirement from their first PD. I mean, that's oh yeah, we that's have a really few common people. in this day and age. We have well, we were talking. Me and Ed were talking about ones that got on full time, but we have uh, several per diems that have come to our department. They retired from another department and they're they're over fifty and they're coming to work uh, certain details. Hmm. That's good. That's life experience. Yeah. Could have like 15, 15 of, oh, man. Yeah, that's just be scary. Let's see. So uh, let's go through a couple more of these questions. Um, how long can a cop follow me? This is from Sarah. Uh, in Colorado, how long can a cop follow you before turning on his lights? And he says that, well, let's try this again if I can actually speak English. Okay, so in Colorado... How long can a cop follow Brent, you take three. before turning on his lights? <laughs> if he says that you are a danger to other people, shouldn't he pull you over right away? So the question is, is if he's going to use the excuse of you're a danger to others, why would you follow me for 50 miles? He's running your plate and doing that other stuff that uh, officer safety. So there's probably what? How many different things go through? What what does the cop normally do before they pull somebody over? Run the plate. And? Check for a safe area where you're not going to stop this car in the middle of a, you know, a heavy traffic area or on an overpass or a bridge or wherever. And then Observing people in the car, their actions. There could be time for the running, the running of the plate to actually come back, so there's some more time in there. 
So really pretty much the answer to this question is what? We can follow you for as long as we wish. Pretty much. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So there's no rule against following people. I mean, Jim's been known to follow miles. almost to another state. <laughs> 50, 50 miles. Yeah, but that was with red and blue lights on in pursuits, dude. Woohoo! <laughs> you, you, you did a state-to-state pursuit? You did a state-to-state pursuit, Jim? Yeah, Jim would hear a no. pursuit in Oakland, and he'd be uh, he'd be heading out of the county. <laughs> well, at least he was in helicopter. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't ask for Jim's help. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, whoever that dude is down there in that unit, uh, yeah, you need to go back. So basically, what, to sum it up, we can follow for as long as we deem it's necessary to either pull you over or pass you and be done with it. It's it's like really I know you were kidding, yeah. but the, uh, the 50 miles would be a little excessive. But if there's, you know. And Jim just disappeared everybody disappeared everybody nope just jim ed's still there yeah i'm here oh that's good jim will come back so why don't you finish that mark finish what his statement i'm glad that you just pick it up just like that i mean you're just like right on the money (laughs) oh that's nice crickets so oh, you're talking to me. Yes, I'm talking to you. Could you? Yeah. No. All right. God. Basically, a, a lot of times cops work off instinct. They, they get behind a car. I mean, if they're stopping somebody for like an expired tag or something like that, it's still they don't hit the lights right away. And especially if they suspect something else like drugs or weapon or something, it's even going to take longer. They're going to it depends on how many people in the car. They're going to observe the actions of the people in the car. They're going to and sometimes the. They may go to run the plate, and dispatch may say standby on right. a busy night. They may get a standby for 15, 20 seconds. So there's a lot of things that come into play. Also, the cops it, it, get seems, behind the car. it sure seems like a lot longer, too. It does. They're going to get behind the car. They're going to call the plate in. Uh, once the dispatcher comes back and the officer decides, observes the actions of people, he's going to decide where he wants to make the stop. He may not want to make a stop. In an area where it's really dark, um, you know, it lives. Yeah, exactly. So he's going to pick a place he wants to hit the lights. He, if it's something that he suspects or maybe a weapon in the car, he's going to wait till another one of his, you know, buddies get up behind him before he he hits the lights. Right. So tons of different so factors. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There, there's no set time. Um, he's going to follow you for a while. Sometimes uh, the cop may pull out. You know, once he gets the return on the plate, seems that everything's legit. He may pull out and go somewhere else. If he's going to pull you over, it it could be any amount of time. And if he's and really good, once, and he knows the car is already stolen. He'll follow you until you start running, so you have a pursuit for the night. Yeah, or you do something else completely stupidly. Right? <laughs> Nut so, up and take off. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's following. <laughs> We're good, just like we thought it would happen. All right, a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, do we don't off- have we don't have Jim back yet, huh? No, he's he's back. She's oh, not- hey Jim, welcome he's, back. He's just not talking. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> he, he Why do you guys in, keep booting me? He he came in completely sly and didn't just come on and go, "Hey guys, are you there?" So it was perfect. So the next question: Do off-duty police officers have the same authority as working officers? Yeah, you know, enough with the sound effects. 
do off-duty police officers <laughs> have the same authority as working officers? Apparently Jim does because he say, pulls over people. I would, I would say to a point. To a point. What point is that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have red lights to stop cars. You can't just pull your badge out and say stop in the name of the law. There's certain things you have to follow in order to do traffic stops. Stop and all in that the kind of name stuff. of the law. Yeah. You know, pull your gad out and go, stop. I got a big magnum. You know, <laughs> that doesn't work either. So no dirty hair. You know, I think it depends on the, on the department policy. Like our policy prohibits you from getting involved in infractions or misdemeanor activity. If you you're said prohibits. But you, I said prohibits. But anyway. You said prohibits. It's better than the roads. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty yeah, if you see a car, you car, see a car speeding on the road. <laughs> we got him flustered now. You hear that? He's on the road and he's not happy. Whatever. <laughs> so Jim, you were saying before Mark was a pain in the butt. I don't even remember now. But okay, so I forgot, I forgot that part about the department's uh, restrictions on that too. It's been so long for me. Let me uh, rephrase this question. Never uh, him anyway, Ed. Huh? Hey, I had a couple 1051 uh, chases in Concord when I was off duty. If you if you like to remember, Mark, I was calling up. Why don't you explain what a 10851 is? See if I can get uh, overtime on the. And Gomez told me to stick it up my. You know where (laughs) I called him up. I go, hey, I followed this guy for 10 miles and it took Concord PD 15 minutes to clear uh, to clear their freaking briefing. Can I get overtime for this? He goes, what do you mean overtime? Get out of here! And he hung up on me. That's what I'd say too. So do. do let me rephrase this so you guys understand the question. Um, do off-duty police officers have the same authority as working officers? Okay, they they do have the same authority. If if they're in a bank and somebody goes to rob the bank, they have the authority to to make arrest. If it's a California cop, they have you know the authority all within California, anywhere in California, to make an arrest. Now, if you're asking if they're going to get involved with everything, mm. well then no. Um, you know, mo- most cops are going to be a really good witness. For most things, but if it is a life or death situation, cops are going to pull guns or take action. Um, yes, they do have the same authority. They're, they're cops are cops 24 hours a day, but they're not going to get involved in in everything. You know, when they're off duty. You know, say say you see a crash on the freeway, and the and the responsible to hit the other car takes off running on foot, and and the off duty cop pursues him, shows his badge, and detains him. You know he's he's acting within the scope of his deal. He, you know he has police officer powers, and yeah, you have to listen to him. You know there was an incident where I left work. It was uh, like three in the morning. I left work. I'm on my way home in my personal truck, and there was a drunk up in front of me. I mean he was swerving all across the lanes. Uh, he was he'd get to an exit and he would stop in the middle of the freeway, the middle lane of the freeway, absolutely stop. And then he'd start going again. He almost crashed three or four times, almost swerved into a few other cars, you know, and I'm in my own personal truck. I actually called the highway patrol and uh, they said, well, why don't you stop him? I said, I'm in my own personal truck. (laughs) So I follow the guy. uh, Highway patrol said, hey, sorry, it's shift changed. Uh, We we don't have anybody available. (laughs) This guy's going to kill somebody. He's stopping in the middle of the freeway. He swerved off the road. He's almost hit several cars. So then we get into a, uh, another city, and the guy finally exits, and I guess he saw that I was following him, and pulled into an apartment complex. He hit the post, and I called in. I said, hey, look, now he's in you know this city here. Can you patch me through? They patched me through. Um, I'm sitting there watching the guy, watching the guy, and all of a sudden he starts to back out. He hits the post again, and then three units pull in. And uh, I tell them what's going on. They found out it was Ed, and they let him go. 
<laughs> no, but they contacted him, and the guy said, I wasn't driving. I was at a friend's apartment. I just came down because I was going to go get pizza. Yeah. Just, little and... did you know that uh, an off-duty officer followed you on the freeway all the way from, you know, the, the county. Oh. So they ended up arresting him. He had warrants for his arrest, and uh, he was blitzed. But that was a situation where I'm off-duty, and I can't stop him because I don't have a police car, but, you know, I could – I could call it in and I could be there to, if I had to to make the arrest and um, go from there. But most of the time you're going to let a marked unit from whatever city or county you're in do the police action unless it's a life or death situation. You know, if you're in a bank and someone comes in, starts firing shots, someone's going to get hurt or killed, yeah, you pull out a gun and, and you, you eliminate the threat. Right. Anything else anybody want to add? Neutralize the threat, Mark. Neutralize whatever, yeah. It, it's well, eliminates like you're intending to kill him. You're neutralizing him if he dies subsequently of the shots fired. And oh well, at least that's what I was told. Or you can shoot him in the shot out and to, say uh, that he shot himself. <laughs> Here we go. So we got we got one got, more question, then we'll wrap it up. So anything else on this one though? Jim was going to give a shout out to the Iron Warriors, but go ahead. Was he? This is a perfect no, time for ahead. that. Right in the middle of everything. Go ahead. Good. Oh, we're we're good. Okay, so if uh, okay, you're working working on duty, if you pull over someone and they start videotaping you as the officer is, and they start taping you, how do you handle that? Get out your handy dandy can of spray paint and spray the uh, lens on the camera. <laughs> Tape. We'll see what gets audio then. <laughs> a lot of officers now. I mean, it's really amazing when you stop a car or you get to a crime scene. The, the amount of cell phones coming out. Um, we had a, a jumper on an overpass um, several weeks ago, and it we had to shut down the main highway during commute time, and people were pissed. People were getting out of their car and running up to yell at the officers that were blocking the freeway. Then they get their video cameras out and start filming the officer and the jumper up on the rail, and the officers would say, give me that. It's now evidence. Take the camera. And they say, you want to follow me to the PD when this is all over? Uh, we'll, we'll give you your camera back. So there's certain ways that you could deal with it. If it's just on a traffic stop, um, you know, it's kind of a tough one. If you don't want to, you want to be watching your back, but, you know, you can't be just so distracted where you're not paying attention to the driver of the car you have pulled over. Are you? Is this question about if you get pulled over and you start filming an officer? No, you pull over somebody and they start filming you. Well, well, that's what I meant. That's um, not what it you was said. actually. Did you see that video where these two guys intentionally went through a DUI checkpoint with our windows up? Oh and yeah, and started. Uh, they were filming the officers because they said these these cops don't have a right to pull us over, and they were challenging the uh, right. the checkpoint. And the officer kept saying, "I mean, I think he had his window cracked an inch, and he kept saying, open your window, sir. Open your window, sir.' You know, and they kept saying, "But officer, why, why?'" And the officer said, "I'm going to break your window." And it went on and on for several minutes, and finally the cops broke the window, yanked the guy out for obstruction. Uh, pretty much by his ears, I think, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then the passenger is saying, you can't do this, you can't do this, and he's still filming, so they grabbed the camera from uh, <laughs> the passenger. And basically, that's evidence then. You know, I mean, the pas that's great evidence to go to court showing the guys were defiant, but it... it if there's a reason for the cop to take the camera, he's probably gonna he's gonna do that. So this is a this is something that we can maybe put on a, the back burner a little and think about it more because there's as a photographer myself, there is a huge discussion about photography, video, public places. 
uh, all these rules that are now showing up in different places like that. And I don't know if, you know, if you guys have run into that or had issues with that. You know, train stations, public areas, all this. Well, I mean, mainly... Mainly the stuff stuff. you run into, I think, is the, you know, people shooting up skirts uh, with cameras or or shooting uh, video of little kids. We get calls once in a while of somebody parked on a street by a a elementary school or an intermediate school filming the kids. And, you know, you got to go up there and check it out and see why is this person doing this? Is he some, you know, uh, registrant or molester right. that's taking pictures, so you could have a crime there. And I'm, I would just be interested. I mean, if we have any listeners left, if there's, uh, <laughs> you know, mm. to, to see, just to put the word out and to see if any cops are listening to this, and you guys deal with that type of thing in the big city, you know, areas where you're, you're having public buildings, terrorist type targets, those types of things like that, I'd be really interested to hear how that department handles that type of stuff. Or listeners that may have been contacted by by the police while they're taking pictures of buildings or, right. or something. Well, I know I know from just you know my photography circles that there is definitely quite a few people that get contacted, uh, usually in ways that are not very cool. And I don't know if I would have handled it in the way that now I got to tell you I don't know any of the details on any of those stories, but it seems. I thought that you went to counseling to get that off of your record. Brent. I, I try, but. You know, it's interesting. I mean, if you went to like a a train station or whatever, and then you were, you know, escorted away for taking pictures or, you know, and there's just so many different things. There's so many rules around that kind of stuff. I'd just be interested to see how people handle that versus how, uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's quite a few public, you know, stories of that type of stuff out there of people getting, you know, beat up and dragged off by cops because they're out there taking pictures. And sort of want to try to research the validity of some of those claims out there there's some right. well, basically if it's, a, it. if it's a crime scene if there's a crime being investigated and it's a crime scene technically someone's taking pictures of it it's it's right, evidence and they have a, a right that's to a take totally that. that's a totally legit reason to take it as evidence right it's a it's a crime scene that's controlled you're talking area. about someone just taking a picture of the uh the Empire State Building and and they're getting harassed by the police because right. they think it's some terrorist or something doing yep. Uh, and, they get, and they get dragged off because they say, no, I have the right to stay here and take pictures of stuff. Yeah, but aren't, aren't there signs posted, no video, no pictures, no whatever in sensitive areas? I think that there's a whole bunch of different scenarios. And I'm, I'm assuming that some of these people that have been roughed up by cops usually have something to do with the problem. Well, if they're defiant and they say, I'm not leaving, right. all of a sudden it becomes another crime. It becomes you know, resisting, obstructing, delaying an officer, right. and you're refusing to obey an officer's orders. So basically they've talked themselves into an arrestable crime. Right, which I don't think a lot of people understand that you can easily do that. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. So, it, And as soon as it becomes a problem, then the problem will be solved and you'll be taken away. Real quickly. So, uh, 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 the uh, upskirts thing, is that, that like bad? Yeah, you should. So when when people visit and you have all those shoes that have little mirrors on them, dude, you need to get those mirrors off. I'll be back and I gotta delete some files out of my phone. Yeah, Jim's got a camcorder camcorder mounted on each shoe. Yeah, (laughs) it's like a movie camera. What the hell's that? Dude, modern modern technology. It's a cast. It's a cast. It's a cast. I have yeah, a foot problem. Fact, that's what, I was 
I was going to give a shout out to modern technology a few minutes ago because uh, the other night, I mean, it's just amazing what we have now that we didn't have before. But the other night, we're going down the river, going back to the station, and it was like 10 o'clock at the night, what? pitch black. <laughs> the station. The road. It was pitch black where there's on a, uh, on a section of the river where there's a rock levee and obstructions and trees sticking out and everything else. And I see red and green lights of a boat approaching us. So I, I kind of steered to the right planning on giving it a wide berth and my partner Tommy's looking he's watching the boat with night vision goggles that we just got and he's going you are not going to believe this and I said what he goes they're towing a skier I'm watching this dude going back and forth behind the boat I said no way because all I'm seeing is a little red and green you know navigation light so Tommy gets his cell phone and he holds it up to the night vision and he actually has a video of the dude skiing behind the boat <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night that we never would have ever had before. So we end up stopping the boat and they're drunk and we took it from there. But uh, just incredible technology. I mean, I, I, you know, all I would have seen was nav lights and I would have steered way right, you know, to give them plenty of room. And I probably never would have even seen what they were doing. And Or plowed into night. the poor guy, certain, you know, behind yeah, the boat. Yeah. Skis, yeah. Or that too. Yeah. Anyway, incredible stuff. That would have been terrible. And hey, just so you guys know, I have a proposition here in an email that just came in. Excuse me. A proposition from an email person who just came in from someplace in uh, the European Union. Oh. It's a billionaire. It says, "Please reply, dear friend. Greetings in the name of the Lord. <laughs> I know that this email will reach you as a surprise. However." But it was due to the matter of necessity I contacted you over a business proposal that I will be great benefit to you and your and myself. Did you hit Let reply me, yet? No, no, no. That's that's the whole point. Let me oh. formally introduce myself. I am Mrs. Ayana Gaduguzuki Pasadaduski. Really? In, uh, the late, yeah, that sounds no, like my last name. Paul Adam, Tom Adam, Robert King Adam, Tom Sam, Ida Sam, Henry Victor Ida Lincoln Lincoln Ida. <laughs> Wow. The wife of the late Georgian billionaire, Mr. Baduki Gaduki. <laughs> I will send you more details upon receipt of your response. Now, I wonder what happens if I hit reply on this and send a response. I think it will be hallelujah. There goes my bank account. Probably so, yeah. So this is the word know, of the wise. We've covered that before. So is, is, I just, is that a new listener? <laughs> <laughs> you can reply and say, hey, she, if you listen to our show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And make hot? sure and ask her if she's hot for Jim. Yeah, he hot? beat me to it. Anybody with a last name like that, I want nothing to do with them. Oh, come hey, on. But we, we've talked about this before, the online stuff. I actually just got one the other day. It says, notification of limited account access. Yep. Uh, Hello, Mr. So-and-so, blah, blah, blah. As part of our security measures, we regularly screen activity in the PayPal system. We really recently contacted you after noticing an issue on your account. We requested information from you for the following reason. A recent review of your account determined that we require some additional information from you in order to provide you with secure service. Case ID number, and they give a bunch of numbers, and it says this is a second reminder to log into PayPal as soon as possible. Once you log in, you'll be provided with steps to restore your account access. And here's the key. It says, be sure to log in securely by using the following link. Click here to log in and restore your account access. And it's called IJustJackedAllYourCrap.com? Yeah. Exactly. If you went to your regular PayPal logged in, there'd be no problem. But if by clicking on this link, uh, they're going to ask for a few little simple things, and then you're screwed. And it says once you log in, you'll pre be provided with steps to restore your account access. I we appreciate sure your understanding. You and according, and then they go on in accordance with PayPal's user agreement. Your account access will remain limited till the issue has been resolved. Blah 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 blah. Thank you, the PayPal. You know, and they make it look really really official. But these things are going out. 
it's called what the fishing and it's going out to people pH. whether you have a yeah and it's going out to people whether they have a paypal account or not you're you're getting them from bank of america wells fargo chase bank they're just throwing millions of these out because there are still people out there that are naive they go oh my god limited access i'll click right here i'll put in my name my account number uh you know my pin number to restore my account and all of a sudden the next day their account's emptied so yeah. don't yeah. fall for it just like it, uh, just like today with the stock market if oh god yeah i haven't i haven't looked at that yet <laughs> yeah i don't think you want to yeah, quick I mean, shout I'll out to the iron warriors in iowa had an excellent nationals in june congratulations Sorry, I couldn't have made it, but uh, had. Uh, Why couldn't issues. you have made it, Ed? He was because in jail. I was, Mike I was start. I was, <laughs> the Harley wouldn't start. <laughs> His probation hadn't started. No, I was out of work from uh, ironically from January all the way till June second, and the uh, nationals was like June fifteenth. And I was saying to my new employer, "Hey, I want to take off a week and a half. I just started a week ago." Doesn't work that way. So you that's, you, that's work, just my Murphy's you should, luck. You should come and work for me. I do that all the time. No, no problem. Dude. Three weeks off just when you start. Not a problem. We're good. <laughs> and a shout out to a couple of people on my crew that were giving me a really bad time once they found out we have a podcast and they said that they were really going to mess with me but i went on vacation so uh we'll say their initials are km and uh pc just for the heck of it and uh so a little shout out to them and um anybody i know we'll, we'll make we'll make fun of you on the on the next show that's good so, that's more fun to- than they're going to not any more fun than they're going to make of you for saying Roach Raid. And it's always good to retain our listeners by making fun of them. <laughs> it's, it's what we try to do at every show. Actually, we'll have them on as a guest speaker. And yes, they are people that, that you know, Ed. Oh, really? Before you got okay. fired. <laughs> before you got fired. Before I slid out the door in retirement. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, before you became a double dipper. Well, I had to do something. When they offer you that kind of money, you got to go. Oh, jeez, that's what. I, never mind. Anyway, so shout can we wrap? Can we wrap this listeners? up? Well, hopefully, you're not going to blow this show up like you blew the last one up. I'll, I'll know in about 20 minutes when I hit play, and it sounds like 14 <laughs> people are talking and not just me, and there was only three of us. So, might just hear crickets again. Crickets. So let's uh, let's wrap it up. We'll uh, shoot for whenever the next two weeks is, and I hope this show works. And if it doesn't, well, then you'll hear show number 35, take three. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, everybody that's been really patient waiting for the show. I know it's been a long time since our last one, but uh, hopefully we're back on track again. And if and, you got any ideas for the show, email them in. Any questions, mail them in. You, you get a uh, free book. If you ask a question, maybe we'll maybe the by air. the next show, the show won't suck. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it there, and we'll uh, come back next week and answer more questions. Two weeks, right, out, mate? Next week is two weeks. That's how we do it here. Every two weeks. Every two weeks. Okay. You okay with that? Next, absolutely. Next absolutely. <laughs> it sounds so enthralled. <laughs> cool. We'll see everybody next time. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.